Hey, Ken Krawchuk here, and welcome to episode 27 of the Pennsylvania Project. As you may know, our vision here at the Pennsylvania Project is a better Pennsylvania. To achieve that vision, our mission is to showcase the political, cultural, and environmental challenges facing Pennsylvania and to relentlessly pursue solutions. Very festive episode planned for you today. We are here in Kutztown, Pennsylvania at the Cannabis Festival, fifth annual, I believe. But we're still going to run pretty much a regular show. And today we're going to be interviewing various people here at the Cannabis Fest, find out what they're thinking about various challenges that they're facing. We'll talk to some of the festival goers, some of the vendors. Hopefully we get the organizer, Jeff Zick, back here. He was our guest, geez, I guess it was about episode 20, right in around there. But he's the one who organized all this. So with that, let's get right into it. We're going to pause for a minute, and then we'll just start with some of the interviews. Hey, Ken Krawchuk here. We're on the Pennsylvania Project with Tony Zolo from Plymouth Meeting, Pennsylvania. That's right. Tony, welcome to the Pennsylvania Project. Thank you. Well, here we are at the Cannabis Fest. What are you doing here? Yeah, so I, uh, I work for a labor union. Uh-huh. Uh, it's the United Food and Commercial Workers Union, local 1776, Keystone State. That's a great number. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, and we represent folks who work in the, uh, the cultivation, processing, and uh, dispensing of medical cannabis here in the Commonwealth. Wow. First of all, thank you very much. Yeah, it's my pleasure. That's heavy-duty stuff, man. Don't you get hassled by the man for that? Do I get hassled by the man? I wouldn't say so. Actually, we have a great relationship with much of the management that we work with here in the state. The work uh-huh. We look at it as more of a collaborative process uh-huh. where the workers can sit with their management and work out any issues that may or may not come up. And uh-huh. We think of it as putting the workers on an even, pl- even playing field with their, with their uh, management team. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Now the people who you're, you're, I don't know, representing is probably a bad word, but who are members of your organization, what sort of things are they doing? Um, well, in the cannabis industry, we represent growers, so that's fairly self-evident. Uh-huh. Um, processors, so they take the product and and they uh, cut it, cure it, turn it into different um, different medication for patients to use here in the state. Uh-huh. And then we also have folks who work in uh, the dispensaries as um, you know experts who can help patients get the type of care that they need from their medication. Uh-huh. Is this all in the medical marijuana industry? Or you're a little bit broader than that. Uh, presently. Medical cannabis is the only thing that's you know legal in the state. Uh-huh. I guess I shouldn't ask that question, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, but uh, like we we are absolutely in favor of recreational um, uh, cannabis, and uh, we support that because we we really feel like it has potential to bring really really good jobs. These the folks that work in this industry are experts at what they do. We look at them as professionals, and we we just feel that they should be treated as such. Uh huh. Now, where do these people come from? I mean, it's been illegal in in Pennsylvania for a million years. Mm-hmm. Where did they get their, their expertise? You know, it's 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 kind of um, an interesting question, right? I walked into this program uh, thinking that you'd see a bunch of what you'd call like stoners uh, or like uh, burnouts or whatever you want to say, but it's nothing like that. Uh-huh. These folks come from horticultural programs at Rutgers. Most of really? them, a lot of them are scientists. Uh, uh-huh. One of the folks that was here today from Vireo was... Um, uh, He's a, a biologist turned chemist. He has that's his, his degree is very scientific, and he tests the products to make sure that they're safe for folks. Uh huh. Yeah. Tests them how I should ask, right? No, no, <laughs> nothing like that. It's um, 
it's uh, you know, it's a very complicated process. Yeah, it's probably sure. a biological chemical testing and things like that. Yeah, my degree's in physics, so I know how they can get complicated pretty oh, pretty sure. quickly. Sure. Now, let me. What kind of challenges are you facing with this? I, you say you're getting a lot of cooperation from the from the man mm-hmm. around here, and you guys. I wouldn't some, say the man. I but hey, I was you know I was in high school and college in the '60s and early oh, '70s, I see. I see. so it's just that's the way I talk. Mm-hmm. I get it. But what kind of challenges do you run into then? I mean, if, if things are so smooth and you got such talented people working for you, mm-hmm. do you run into any kind of roadblocks, difficulties? Um, that's a really good question. I think one of the biggest challenges is getting out there and having folks recognize us as the the Union for Cannabis Workers. Uh-huh. We're here at the Pennsylvania Cannabis Festival, and so many folks come up to us and they say, Oh wow, there's a union for that? Uh-huh. I had no idea. I had no idea. Right. And our international union has been doing this with uh, since 2007 really? in California. We represent folks in Nevada, California, Oregon, uh, Washington, and a number of other states. Uh, and I, I just don't think folks are really truly aware of that. Uh-huh. And so I would say our number one challenge is just outreach, letting people know in dispensaries that they have the right to organize into unions uh-huh. and letting the folks know who grow these great products that they, they too can get better uni- uh, uh, benefits and wages through a unified voice. In a uh-huh. So in that way, you're pretty much like a typical typical union. You'll do collective bargaining and stuff like that? That's right. Yeah, we. Um, I like to think of it like this. We give workers the tools to band together and again sit with their management as equals and get the type of respect benefits wages that they deserve as they are the experts in this field and without the workers there'd be no company that's and that's sure that's kind of the way we look at it so yes collective bargaining organizing um one of the main issues because uh cannabis is is still federally illegal under the Controlled Substances Act. Uh, There's a lot of difficulty for these companies to get um, uh, benefits through like healthcare, traditional healthcare programs, uh, retirement programs for their employees. And the union actually is set up in a way where the workers have access to those types of programs Uh that they otherwise wouldn't have. And so that's a, it's a great benefit for the folks in the industry and and we're happy to to lend those kinds of services. Now, you're talking about growers. Are these growers big enough that a union is justified? I mean, how, well, it only how big takes these- two. It only like like to, I'm just saying, it only takes two people to form a union, right? Uh-huh. You can't unionize yourself. <laughs> so, uh, why um, not? You can you couldn't have a union of just one. It's just yeah. not uh, <laughs> logical. Oxymoronic, right? though. Exactly right. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, folks, uh, as few as two could organize, we uh, are working with groups that are much larger, hundred more uh-huh. than a hundred employees. Uh-huh. Um, our union, again, it covers the entire state of Pennsylvania. The UFCW, Local 1776, covers the entire state of Pennsylvania. And so we're working with workers in just about every one of the uh, the growers that, that exist here uh-huh. today. This yeah. is excellent stuff, man. Like mm-hmm. I said, I never knew you guys existed. Sure. Yeah. You give a legitimacy to the entire cannabis industry. Yeah, I think, I think, I think absolutely. Um, yeah, and... Uh, and it's it's something we're happy to do for sure. Uh, like I said, I'm glad you're there. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you something. In the news, our good old governor Tom Wolf and his his sidekick John Featherman, they're now talking about legalizing. And while they can't get past the Republican legislature, mm-hmm. 
he's come up with an interesting approach, which, by the way, I ran for governor of Pennsylvania on the Libertarian sure. ticket last year. Sure. One of my platform planks was that on my first day in office, I was going to pardon all nonviolent drug offenders. Yes. And I just heard about a week ago that, guess what Governor Wolf is talking about doing? He pulled that page right out of my playbook. Have That's you heard awesome. about that? Um, well, it's a huge concern in the industry, right? There are oh, yeah. folks today that uh, are being referred to as entrepreneurs for building this, this cannabis industry to uh -huh. what it is when there was a lot of shoulders that they stood on to get here. And a lot of those shoulders, as you're saying, you know, unfortunately got caught up in the legal system. In jail. And I think yeah. that, right, there has to be, uh, there has to be something done, you know, to help us. Uh -huh. Absolutely. Do you think something's going to happen? Do you think this is all talk or what? Well, it's really difficult to say. Um, I think that there's a huge amount of momentum, and I think you're gonna you're gonna see more um, more legalization as you go forward. You when know. when is it coming to Pennsylvania? When do you think? Actually, absolutely uh, recreational. Yep. I really I really couldn't say. I couldn't say. That's a bad sign because um, if you said, oh, it's gonna be a year, or two years. I don't know. I just it's really difficult to tell. Um, you're on the inside, man. You know what's going on. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. I think that. Um, I think that there's certainly momentum uh, behind it. I, I, from what I've seen, the studies show folks are really supporting it now more than they have in the past. Uh -huh. And I think with that momentum, and as more and more uh, folks get their medical marijuana card, they just added anxiety to the list of conditions that you could have to get a government-approved conditions. Uh, for yeah. sure. Um, and I think that that is, again, you talked about the uh, legitimacy. There's a lot of stigma around folks who... Um, who engage with cannabis, and I think a lot of that's going to go away. And as you see that, you'll see, you know, hopefully the uh -huh. recreational. Do you think there's going to be federal action? I, I, um, I think that this uh, Washington seems to be very polarized at the moment, and it doesn't seem <laughs> no. like it doesn't seem like uh, something with cannabis could could happen anytime soon. Uh huh. Yeah. But if it does, you guys are already poised. You're ready to. You're ready to roll. You're doing the medical side. I'm sure that the recreational side would be a big boon for you guys. Uh, like I said, we want to make sure that the jobs that are created as a result of this this new growing budding industry <laughs> are budding. are uh, are good jobs, family sustaining jobs. We'd like to see them more like what the steel workers were in their heyday, rather than uh -huh. uh, like some low wage workers. Because like I said, these folks are experts at what they do. Uh huh. Yeah. Is it an open shop or a closed shop? Kind of. Um, so, it's a really good question. Uh, in Pennsylvania, most of our contracts are closed shop. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you deal with open shop people? Or aren't there that many to? Um, it's a it's a good question. It doesn't actually come up that often. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, that answers my question. The point mm -hmm. is that that's what the flavor is here in Pennsylvania. It's a closed shop sort of state. Yeah. And the thing is, right, nobody in the cannabis industry is forced to organize into the union. Uh -huh. More often than not, good. folks come to us and they are interested in uh, banding together for better benefits and better wages, and they create their own contract. It's a completely democratic process from the beginning to end. They vote on their own contract, and uh, they vote on their own workplace leaders, which we call shop stewards. And yep. My dad was a, a shop steward for UAW. Oh, no way. Yeah. Um, so you know, uh, it sounds it sounds like you have some personal experience with that, and uh, 
and so it's really it's really awesome to see this this type of uh, action from the folks in the industry. Are you guys affiliated with any of the other other unions? Like UAW is part of another one. I like who are, who are the uh, UAW? Oh, AFL CIO. Yeah, we are we are affiliated with the Pennsylvania AFL CIO as well as the the AFL CIO in Washington. Yeah, I've never been a union guy, so I'm at a loss here in terms of the details. Sure, you know we. We represent all folks, regardless of their, you know, uh, backgrounds, and mm-hmm. we just, again, our issue is 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 good jobs, and that's what we want to see. Uh-huh. That's what every like. union is always about. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tony, is there anything else that I haven't talked about that you'd like to bring up? I don't, I don't think so. I just, I really appreciate you having me on the on the program here today. Uh-huh. You know, um, if you guys have any other concerns, you can certainly reach out to us. And you got a I'm website? Happy. UFCW seventeen seventy six org. You couldn't get four twenty. No, no, <laughs> not at all. I uh, seventeen seventy six is a good number, as you said. Ah, it's a great yeah. number. Yeah, it says it all. Mm-hmm. Well, Tony, thank you very much for being on the Pennsylvania Project, thank you so much. and good luck with what you're doing, man. Yeah, Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Hey, Ken Krawchuk here. We're still at the Cannabis Festival in Kutztown, Pennsylvania, and we're sitting here with Jeremy Jeffrey Reedy. Yes. Welcome to Pennsylvania Project. Good thank to have you very much. And you and I, we've run into each other before. We've been to, I've been to, this is my third Cannabis Fest now. How many have you been to? Uh, three as well. Three, yeah. Yes. Up in Scranton the last two? Yes. What brings you here? Uh, I am here because I am helping to run the, run and host this event. Uh, this is closer really? to... Yes. So I, I, I'm the executive director of Lehigh Valley Normal. Uh-huh. And uh, Lehigh Valley Normal, Lehigh Valley is, is within arm's length of where we're sitting today in Kutztown. Yep. Uh, and uh, so we're, we're convenient and close to here, so we, we feel like the hometown crowd, and so we're helping Mandy and Jeff get this festival kicked off and uh, running and hopefully ha- have an exciting weekend here. Very cool. Let's take that one piece at a time. You say you're executive director. What does that mean? What do you do? Uh, I kind of kind of run an organization, I have a, a board of directors, uh, we basically go around and we figure out what needs to happen in Pennsylvania to, to change the laws, whether whether it be regarding the me- medical marijuana program, uh, like we're having a protest in Harrisburg on October 23rd to, to get to fight for more patients' rights with uh-huh. the medical marijuana program, to change things from DUI problems that we have right now with the state program, with zero tolerance at the state level for DUI if you get pulled over. Uh-huh. So And we've got patients that use cannabis on a daily basis, so it becomes a problem, so it's always in your bloodstream. So if, if you're a driver and you're a cannabis user on a daily basis, and let's say you have a broken taillight and you don't know about it, a cop pulls you over and for some reason says, you're driving kind of erratically and you have a broken taillight. Uh-huh. I smell pot. Uh-oh. And decides, I want to take a piss test or I want, to, I want blood work. You're going to be hot. Your piss or your blood is going to be hot for THC. And even though you have a medical marijuana card in the state of Pennsylvania, you are still going to get charged with a DUI. Really? Yes. Now, is that DUI for alcohol or for the cannabis? No, it, it's it's based on, like I said, there, there is zero tolerance for THC in your bloodstream the way the, uh, the, the, the state police regulate DUI regarding cannabis right now. Uh-huh. We're, we're fighting in, in Harrisburg, and that's one of the other things I do as executive director. I go to Harrisburg at least once a month, talk with our legislators, build up a relationship to try to get them to write laws to change things. When we see problems, get them to change things. Uh-huh. And one of them right now we have... 
we have two pieces of legislation out in Harrisburg to try to change this DUI problem. So it becomes more of a visual recognition, a roadside test like we used to do. How would you a roadside test for cannabis? Well, it would be just more, you know, your agility. If somebody, if a cop <coughs> says, I think you're under the influence, I don't think you can handle a roadside test, whether it's doing the, running the alphabet forwards, backwards, sideways, somewhere, starting somewhere in between, uh-huh. or walking a straight line. You know, or touching your nose. With yeah, but how does that indicate you've been smoking pot? Well, it would it would indicate whether whether you're, whether you're, well, you're intoxicated yeah, or I, whether you're impaired. I see. It's a, that's what DUI is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be about whether you smoke pot or not. Uh huh. It's supposed to be about whether you're impaired. That's yep. what the DUI charge is. Yep. It's not about what you're doing. It's about how you're behaving about uh-huh. after what you've done. Yep. Well, Jeff, I'm a graduate of the Abington Township Citizens Police Academy. Okay. And I personally work DUI checkpoints. And you're you're correct in that. We only look for the the impairment, not necessarily the reason for it. But one of the problems I have with the DUI checkpoints is that they don't really go after people who are impaired for, say, lack of sleep or something like that. Unless you get in trouble, unless you, <coughs> unless, you unless you go off the road and there's a problem, and then it comes yeah, in. Yeah, then find you really got. Then a you've got a problem. Uh huh. Yeah. So, and another thing, you know, as you're involved, with, you've been involved with law enforcement. I'm yeah, sure you're aware. And unfortunately, a lot of law enforcement has embraced the uh, the principle of the old what, the, what I call refer to as scratch and sniff. You know, I uh-huh. smell pot. Uh-huh. You must be impaired. Let's get a piss test on you. Uh-huh. Whether you were driving impaired or not. It's been, and it happens more often with youth in in, in inner city, uh-huh. and it's and minority in center in inner city. I mean, I grew up, I grew up in Center City, Allentown, and I obviously I am white. I'm somewhat privileged in Center City compared to many of my schoolmates who were Hispanic or black. Uh huh. Um, Hispanic and black kids were getting busted for joints, and I I was given the wave off by cops. Wow. You know so. Well, we know that our justice system is racist, but that's a story for another day. Yes, absolutely. And I, I, I didn't mean to pick, pick on the, the racism part of it. Well, no, that's okay, because I, I had a couple of my earlier shows where I focused on the fact that it's very, very racist. Yeah. In fact, episode 25 was the last time I brought that up, and this is episode 27. Oh, nice, nice, nice. So it hasn't been that long. Right, right. It, it's it, Unfortunately, it's woven within everything we do in life mm-hmm. these days. But Now, you say you're looking to change the DUI laws. How would you change that? Uh, well, it would have to be a piece of legislation that is written by so law, lawmaker would need to write uh-huh. some write a, write a bill. Let me let me interrupt you. There. I didn't mean the mechanics. What would be in the bill? What would be in the bill would like a, would be it would be something about we'd talk about visual recognition. It would be how, how we how we would change that. We would we would have have to have to uh, abandon the, the idea of 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 uh, working off of the piss the piss test or blood 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 samples uh-huh. re- to, to figure out whether that means intoxication or not. Right, because it stays in your system for weeks. Right. Uh, yeah, can, a month or even more if you're a regular user, and most patients use it daily. So uh-huh. it's in their system every day. Yeah, that's just not fair. No, it's not. I mean, these patients are trying to get relief, and unfortunately, like, so as of last weekend, there were over 250,000 <laughs> medical marijuana patients registered in Pennsylvania. Two hundred no that many. In, eight, in, in, in eighteen months, we have two hundred fifty thousand patients. So the state has literally set two hundred fifty thousand patients, Pennsylvania residents, up for failure by uh-huh. giving them a matter, medical marijuana card and saying it's okay to, to use this. That's two percent of the state. I just did the math real quick in my yeah, head. Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. It's not so bad for for eighteen months, and, and it's growing, and it's going to yeah. grow more rapidly since they just added anxiety and Tourette syndrome. Uh-huh. Anxiety more than Tourette's, but wow, you know, and that kind of annoys me. You got to have a state-approved disease, because when I was up at the Cannabis Fest last year, there were several people who have diff- 
some of them aren't even diagnosed things. It's just the way they are, they're, they're less anxious, their life is smoother when they do this, but they're not on the, what, dozen different things in the law. Well, I'm not a patient. I mean, I'm a, I'm a lifetime user of cannabis, and I find, find relief. It's, it relieves anxiety for me. It makes me more uh-huh. socially active and aware and uh, adjusted, I should, shall, shall uh-huh. I say. And, you know, I don't necessarily use it after using it for forty some years. I'm not necessarily getting high off of it anymore, but it's 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 a it's a leveler for me, and it, it's a medicine. That's interesting. Yeah, because I, I used to smoke, and well, I guess we're going to leave it at that. I'll yeah, okay. Let, that's me, that's let, me, let me shift it back. <laughs> uh, normal, you're with Normal. Yes. Who is Normal? Normal is the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws. They were founded 49 years ago. Next year is our 50th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was founded uh, by a by a law student at uh, George Washington University uh, who was going to law school along with Hunter Thompson, and oh, they were yeah. sitting around getting high one night. And at the time, at the time, Richard Nixon was talking about how he was going to suppress the blacks and the hippies, and uh, Hunter Thompson says to my to my friend Keith Keith Strope, who is the founder of Normal, he says. You need to just start some kind of organization. Somebody needs to start some organization to fight for this. Uh-huh. This is ridiculous. You know, here we are, forty-nine years later, and we're still fighting that. Wow. You know, but so, so that that's where, that's what normal is. So there's over, there's over two hundred chapters across the country. Uh-huh. Uh Local chapters. We fight for change locally, statewide, and nationally. Uh-huh. We have a, a national conference, which just happened last last month in Washington D.C., where we go up there. Uh, representatives from different chapters across the country meet up. We have conference for two days, and then on the third day, we all go to Capitol Hill and meet with our legislators. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, yeah, so it's all about lobbying. That, that's for sure. Yeah. Ran, as you know, I ran for governor of Pennsylvania last year, which is how we met at the yeah, yeah, yeah. Fest last Absolutely, time. yeah, yeah. I brought him up there last year for, for his <coughs> endorsement. Normal gave us gave him mm-hmm. our endorsement. Yes. And I, I got to ask you about this. Part of my platform was on my first day in office, I was going to pardon all nine nonviolent drug offenders. And I just heard recently that our governor, Tom Wolf, is coming out and he's saying the same thing. Yeah. To get around the Republican legislature, he's taking a page right out of my playbook. If you, you fight hard enough, sometimes sometimes everybody comes around, right? Uh, that's true. Uh, unfortunately, I, yeah. I've been fighting this battle. I ran against Ed Vendell in 2002. He wouldn't have anything you know, of it. Well, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. When we were at the cannabis festival last year with the lieutenant governor, and he wasn't the lieutenant governor last year at the time, right. we endorsed him for his candidacy. Um, and he and we, we talked on the way on the way to his ride back after he after we spoke on the stage. And I and he said, Jeff, I got your backs. And he said, You know, I support legalization. And I said, John. We've got a governor that refuses to say anything on legalization, and he's oh. kind of he's he's kind of been he easy went, on even leaning no. into the decrim. And I said, John, you, we need to do something about that. He's, he, he 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 grabbed my shoulder, big John, put I his know, hand over I my know, shoulder. John. He said, Jeff, I got your back, and I will be in, in the governor's ear every day until last Wednesday when, <laughs> when the governor right. finally came around. I mean, and again, what did he do? He must have gotten him high or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but but that that. Last Wednesday started because of a discussion I was having with Ed Ganey, like a year and a half ago, uh-huh. uh, in in the halls of the Capitol. He said we need to have a listening tour where people voice their opinion about legalization. So that again, I brought, I put into the, the lieutenant governor's ear when he was on and running he, for for lieutenant governor, and he did and, that, and he made that happen too. So, so your fault? <laughs> it's my fault. Yeah, you the man. <laughs> I wish. No, I, I can't take credit. I got to ask you the question: When? When are we going to have recreational marijuana in Pennsylvania? Three years. Three. You're giving it a number. Um, 
well, I'm going to say at least three years, only because, as you know, right now our legislator, both in the House and the Senate, are controlled by Republicans. Yeah. I, go to, I, go, I go to Harrisburg at least once a month. Republicans, for the most part, don't want to talk to me. They definitely don't want to talk about legalization. They go, they go by our rally tables and stuff, and like jo Barry Joswak and I become friends, or acquaintances and somewhat friends, uh -huh. swapping applesauce recipes. But, uh, but um, we go by, and he sees my stickers that say legalized Pennsylvania. He goes, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, um, I say, Barry, it's coming around. You guys better be ready for it. Uh -huh. and I was just talking to somebody else earlier, and... 20, 20, uh, 2020 and 2022 are, are going to be years of elections where cannabis is going to be on a ballot. Absolutely. I mean, the, lis listening to her wasn't a scientific proof of, of any any reality, but it did show that the, the turnout was there, and there, were, there was opposition showing up too, but overall, the, the, the overwhelming support was for legalization. Even those people that didn't, didn't, sure. didn't smoke, they still supported the right of other people to choose. And I saw that when I was running for governor, too, because I went around asking, how many people think it should be Ill illegal? No hands went up. Right. I asked that same question in 2002 when I ran against Ed Rendell. I counted. I talked to thousands of people. I counted 38 hands. 38 people total think that marijuana should be legal. Well, when, when normal... Illegal. When, nor when normal started... Um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to... And when normal started 49 years ago, we had uh, like 18% of America. Now we've got we got 68% of Americans saying that they support legalization. Uh -huh. we're, we're moving. It's it's slow. Yep. Do you think the feds are going to beat Pennsylvania I to do. the punch? I do. All right. How soon for the feds then? I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's either going to turn right after the election, whether 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 uh, Trump wins re-election or we get a Democrat in there. I think. It, it again is going to be a, a hot point issue I for the. Agree. It, it's got to be. I mean, I've been, I've been fighting this fight I, I, for as long as I have, and it's been more than forty years. And I never thought when I was a teenager, <laughs> yeah. puffing this stuff, that I'd ever be talking to anybody about. Uh, I know. Well, how soon are we going to talk about get legalization? I mean, back then they they teased us and said, "Oh yeah, they're talking about it," and they told uh -huh. us, and it's true. They're like. R.J. Reynolds and stuff had bought the rights to, back then it was Acapulco Gold and, Col yep. and, Gol and Columbia, and, and they had bought the rights to that those naming rights back then, but yep. it, it ne you know, never came to fruition. Yeah, but you know, like you, I've been fighting this fight for the last 20, yeah, yeah. 20 or th I've been fighting this fight for the last 20, 30 years, and to see top government officials come out and say, you know, Ken's been right. <laughs> you well, well, Ken, think, think about what happened last Wednesday. I mean, not only did our governor come out and and, uh, and and say that he supported it, but he that 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 co that made a cohesion of all the states here on the Northeast because now every governor surrounding us, including our state, has endorsed legalization in their state. Uh huh. Well, we're gonna have to hurry up, otherwise we're gonna lose all the revenues coming from that. Yeah, yeah. All right, Jeff. Any last minute things you want? Something we haven't touched upon. You want to mention? Uh, I think I mentioned our, our uh, protest on October 23rd in front of the Department of Health to, to fight for patients' rights. Okay, this will probably air after that, but so we're going to find out how it went. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, I, I would go ahead. website or something. Uh, yeah, you can find us on Facebook. It's the easiest place to find us. We're very active on Facebook. And what is N O R M L? Yeah, I'm Lehigh Valley shirt. Normal. You find yeah, us on Valley Facebook. Normal. And if, Sounds good. Thanks. Jeff, I appreciate you being on the show. Thanks for having me today. Oh, it's great. And listen, thank you for everything you're doing for the legalization, man. It's a, my pleasure. It's a long battle, and glad we're winning. It's personal. Hey, Ken Krawchuk here with the Pennsylvania Project, and we are sitting here with Devin Bridgman. We're at the Cannabis Fest in Pennsylvania. It's in beautiful, not downtown, Kutztown, off on the side. 
Welcome to the Pennsylvania Project, Thank Devin. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Ah. So why are you here? What do you do? Uh, I'm here representing my company, the Pennsylvania Cannabis Connection. We're out here um, trying to spread the good word, um, trying to collect signatures for home grow for patients and caregivers as well. Uh-huh. What does your organization do? We are an advocacy firm and a networking company. So we host events and we provide opportunities oh. and resources to the patients and the businesses in PA. Okay. Do you have a hand in this Cannabis Fest? Uh, I do not, but I'm looking to work with them in the future. Uh-huh. I'm hoping to get into the event space as well and start hosting my own events very similar to this. What kind of things have you done before? Uh, we've done small like networking events, um, some mixers at our local um, breweries, at local businesses. So we involve the growers, the dispensaries, CBD companies, any um, normal chapter that wants uh-huh. to come out. That's my next question. Who are you networking with? Um, anybody and everybody that we can. How do you find these people to network with? Um, either online, through social media, or through word of mouth. Um, I've gone across the state uh, multiple times to events, conferences, just looking to network with as many people as I can. Uh-huh. And what comes out of the networking? What sort of results have you seen? Um, built a lot of good relationships with a lot of good people around the state. Um, a lot of doctors, firms, medical marijuana, certifying doctors. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of dispensaries, a lot of growers, a lot of great people that want to see people have greater access to this medicine. Uh-huh. A lot of different organizations. Are there any that are unusual? Like, for example, the doctors, you'd expect that, growers? Um, some interesting ones that I've come across right now would be Affinity Biopartners. They've created um, artificial intelligence for cannabis. It's called the Cannabot. So <laughs> it works off of, really? um, I want to say, Alexa and Google Home. Um, so you can talk to it, and it gives you information relating to CBD, cannabis, uh, different treatments you can use for it, different wow. symptoms you can combat. So they're compiling a database of cannabis research, basically. Uh-huh. So you're like in, the, in a nexus of all these different cannabis organizations and people and other ones. Yeah, absolutely. So we're trying to kind of bridge the gap between the communication, um, allow everybody to have that opportunity to network together um, and grow together. Now, where do you see Pennsylvania heading? I mean, I've been asking everybody this. What do you think? I'm thinking recreational is right around the corner. I'm not sure which route it's going to go yet. Uh It's only a matter of time, whether it be through Pennsylvania or through the federal government. It's, Uh I give it probably two years tops. Two years? That's what Uh I'm thinking. I could be wrong, but that's Uh where I see it going. I've been asking everybody the same question. Is it going to be state first or federal? It's a tough question with Pennsylvania. Um, I've had that thought in that battle with myself it could go either way uh, we seem to move a little bit slower but we are uh-huh. kind of adapting other models from other states that work well so uh-huh. I'm hoping that they can implement the right measure uh-huh. do you do any kind of lobbying do you talk to lawmakers I I don't personally but I do go out to the rallies I do support um, I'm looking to get into it myself so with our petition right now um, we're looking to host a rally to back that um, in Harrisburg uh-huh. kind of draw attention to the need for home cultivation for patients uh-huh did you hear, I guess it was last week, the governor came out and he's talking about, he's stealing a page out of my playbook. I ran for governor of Pennsylvania last year on the Libertarian ticket, and one of my main planks was I was going to pardon all nonviolent drug offenders. And he's just come out and said, he's going to do just that. I mean, that made my day when I heard that. I mean, I've been fighting for this for 20, 30 years. I think it's definitely needed. Did you, have you heard about it? I, I have, yeah. So uh, Lieutenant Governor also went around on a listening tour, yep. uh, I think, to 67 counties, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, that's what we have, 67 yeah. counties. So he went to every county in Pennsylvania, and he's gotten the, the word, and if they support it or not, and it's largely in favor. I heard 82% was the number. That's the last one that I saw. It could go more either way, but it's it's looking strongly uh-huh. in favor of it right now. So you believe the governor? I 
want to say I do. Um, <laughs> I would like you to, know, too. Yeah, I hope it comes to fruition, but we will see. Uh-huh. Excellent stuff, man. Yeah, I'm hoping it goes further, and I hope it stays going on the right path for the right reasons. Now, is there something I'm not asking you, something you want to get out there? Uh, nothing really, just looking to spread the good word, looking to get more people involved in this conversation. Uh, uh-huh. Just keep, keep talking about it. I agree. That's why we're out here, man. That's why we're putting it on the radio, getting as many, many people as we can. Spread the word. Free the weed and support the right to keep the bear plants. I support it. <laughs> Devin, thank you very much for being on the Pennsylvania Project. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Okay. Take care. Hey, Ken Krawchuk here with the Pennsylvania Project, and we're sitting here with Sean House. Sean was a guest on the Pennsylvania Project, I don't know, about 10, 15 episodes ago. It's wild. And he's here at the Cannabis Fest. Welcome to the Pennsylvania Project. Welcome back, I should say. Thank you. I heard I got a lot of good response the first time, but not as good as Maj Detour from Philadelphia, so I better try again. Yeah, he was episode four. I don't remember what episode you were. I don't know. Number number 420. (laughs) It sounds good. So you're here at Cannabis Fest. What are you doing here? Yes, sir. Well, Jeff Zick and his wife, Mandy, um, had asked us to participate in Scranton last time. Uh And we did. And we were invited to Kutztown, which is closer to home. And so we're here. And we're in our concession trailer versus our typical tent. And we're uh-huh. serving our hot, soft hemp pretzels. And hemp pretzels, that's right. Making them into a hemp pizza and also doing cheese. Unfortunately, we're having some electric issues, so we don't have the full montage of things going on. But uh-huh. we're here and we're happy. You're getting me hungry just thinking about yes, it. Yes, sir. Protein from the hemp seed. Uh-huh. How good is that stuff? I mean, what, what good is it? What does it do for you? Well, you know, you're, you're a beer connoisseur. I like my IPAs. Right, right, right. So you understand the difference. And so we have a, a higher protein, a high, little bit of more fiber, more of a flavorful pretzel versus uh-huh. that typical white gets you bloated. I say this is our microbrew pretzel versus our <laughs> Budweiser gets you bloated pretzel. Uh-huh. You know, we're just in, we're, we're adding value to a traditional Pennsylvania product. Yep. Sounds good. Now, what do you think of the cannabis fest here in general i mean there's i i think it's wonderful i think a lot of people should be a lot more people should be here um somehow the word isn't out that this is such a big open market and free to the public uh-huh. that they should be participating and this is showing solidarity with this many people coming out i know it's a good crowd as it is and there's got to be i don't know how many vendors here yeah i've just been stuck in our booth taking care of the other customers so I mean, there's there's dozens of them over there. There are dozens of them down along here. Well, it's nice that it's enclosed, and I mean, it's open, but it's still, you know, that it's cement underneath. We're not walking through the dirt, you know. So I like being at Kutztown Renegers, uh-huh. you know, the area. Yeah, that's right, Renegers. That's where the farm market. Yeah, and now they have a cannabis market here. <laughs> that's pretty cool. What do you see as the future of cannabis? I'm asking everybody the question. What do you see? It's gonna how it's gonna unfold. Just as a typical, any other typical product that has been kind of um, known but not known. You know, we've missed a few generations, but the great-grandparents knew hemp and they knew the benefits. And there's a lot of different cultures here. So it certainly is going very fast forward. That's for sure. But there are certainly people that have gone too fast because the legislators haven't figure out exactly how they're going to regulate the market. Ah, I mean, Republicans are dead set against it. 
Right, which is a typical Pennsylvania state store mentality for Pennsylvania, that, that which is, is a crux of the problem. Because I'm going to quote you on that. Well, you can because we've been make, we've been rallying against that forever. That's we right. understand that they didn't pass this because it was the right thing to do or that it helped people. It was done for a revenue generator. Uh huh. And they, you know, the legislators need to get their spending in ha- in in check first before they're asking for more revenue. Uh huh. You know, it doesn't help the poor and sick if they're not able to cultivate their own cannabis. I agree completely, man. You're preaching right. to the choir here. So, I mean, that's, I think, something that we need to continue to uh, voice, keep it local and keep it vocal. Uh-huh. Because there's a lot of big money getting into this market, and it's not necessarily benefiting the little old lady or the, uh, the vet that's on fixed incomes, th- those type of folks. Uh-huh. Now, I don't know if you heard, recently Governor Wolf has come out in favor. He's actually stolen a page out of my playbook, which I'm very grateful that he has done, that he's talking about pardoning nonviolent cannabis offenders. That's a number one issue. That's a number one issue before even getting into the fact of granting license to cities or the cities giving license to individuals to uh, cultivate or process cannabis. Yeah, he's, well, he's sidestepping all that. If he just starts pardoning people left and right like I was going to be doing, well, then they, it's good. You know, I mean, we're, we're, you're not in control, but they're adop- adopting your ideas. I mean, you know, we've been espousing the, the libertarian approach to this for many, ever, many, many years. Ever. I, I opposing mean, I, the state store mentality forever. Uh-huh. I started, well, I ran against Tom Ridge in 1998 for governor of Pennsylvania. And I was talking about the right to keep and bear plants back then. Right, right, right. That's the strongest thing to self-sustainability. And that's something that everyone should know how to do because that's creating your own medicine, creating your own clothing if you really wanted to. Our Amish uh-huh. community could easily do that. And I'm seeing that here. There's a lot of people selling CBDs, touting all the benefits that it shows and everything. But this has been the issue, Ken. They've, they've approached it, which is good. I mean, CBD is a stepping stone to THC, and we have to remember that... <laughs> it's a gateway drug. <laughs> well, it's a whole plant issue, not an isolate. And the issue with doing it as an isolate is politics and control. Yeah. And then you're opening yourself up to regulation and monopolies uh-huh. because they're isolating the plant. And the plant works best together. You know, it's the CBD-THC combination. And there's lots of combinations depending on what you need. Uh-huh. But here we're being sold a bill of goods incrementally uh-huh. versus working through the whole plant. So you're seeing a takeover happening here. Somebody's undermining the mom and pop attitude with a, what are you looking at, factory farms and government? But we see that, we've seen that for since after World War II, that type of commercial mentality. Uh-huh. Which is, again, taking away your individual right to self-cultivate process. You could grow tobacco if you want it in your own backyard and learn how to dry it and roll it and smoke it, or you can run up to the convenience store and pay ten or fifteen dollars a pack. I have uh-huh. no idea how they're doing that nowadays. Uh, I don't know either. You I know. do know that I tried brewing my own beer, my own IPAs, and came out pretty good. But it's a lot easier just to run down to the corner. And it it buy is, and the, the market's changing. These microbrewers are taking the place of the individual brewers, and the individual brewer would rather go down and enjoy the social atmosphere uh-huh. versus toil that way. And by the way, we've done a hemp and ale. Uh, Rick Kunkel from Mexitali and Boobies Brewery has done a hemp and ale for the last really? 10 years. I have had, I've had that. That's yeah. pretty good. So they actually used Pennsylvania-grown hemp seed meal last 
time that they did their hemp beer. And it's amazing, again, here we are in a cannabis fest in Kutztown, Pennsylvania, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, talking about the changes. I know, and that's what blows me away. And I'm, I'm going to mention this in my rant at the end of the show about how 50 years ago they were throwing people in jail for this kind of stuff, man. Right. You, you couldn't do this. I was just in Seattle a couple weeks ago. We went out to see my daughter, and I stopped into a dispensary. And the guys, and you walk in, just, it smells so green and good, man. And a guy walks up, says, can I help you? And I said, give me a minute. If this were Pennsylvania, I could get five to ten just for talking to you. <laughs> I, I have that same flashback, but I think South Park, you know, uh, Trey Parker and those guys did it best when they, they did their event 10 or 15 years ago where... Kentucky Fried Chicken was outlawed and they put in medical cannabis dispensaries but you couldn't get <laughs> your medical card unless you had cancer and so they're all giving t- getting testicular cancer and then they outlaw I mean it's hilarious but yeah that's uh, that's what we've gone through over the last 25 to 30 years and it's nice to see a bit more common sense in the commonwealth yeah yeah but there's a lot of blockage in the on the Republican side as well. That's only that's only months away. Those guys can be voted out. If folks here would get more organized and registered to vote, and they've already lost their opportunity this election if you're not registered, but that doesn't help for next you know, stop you for next year or at least understanding why you need to be registered. Now I've been asking everybody, how long do you think before it before it happens in Pennsylvania? Recreational. Twenty twenty. You think as soon as as soon as 2020? Well, I know I can't see 2020. I well, I I can't see it either. I've I've certainly prophesized way. You know, I think in 1995 we were like, oh, 2000, then it's 2005, then it's 2010, then you know. So I gave up that. But I think the snowball's gone. I think Trump on the federal level is recognizing it's a state's right, and I think that the individuals even through this gathering are, are enforcing that it's their right uh-huh. you know even if they have a copy of the uh, declaration of independence in their back pocket or a medical marijuana card mm-hmm. it's still their right to self-medicate as they see fit that's why I like coming to these cannabis fests because you got a whole bunch of people here all the same mind they're all thinking the same things you're just saying right there well, some people are looking at it for greed though you know some people are well, looking like here I'm here to make a buck good it's good to yeah. make a buck aren't you yeah. here to make a buck you got your hempsels I you make it a living you know what if I yeah you know it, <laughs> right Sorry, it, I didn't it, back into a corner did no, I? It, it, I mean I don't want to sit here and sound cocky but I shouldn't be you know, for the struggles and stuff, it should have stopped a long time ago. Yeah, I agree. On a financial thing, but I've been laying the groundwork for a long time. And I know, man, you've been in this struggle forever, and you're on the front lines there. You know, with your all the, the hemp. Well, it's I'm kind of in a rock and a hard place between my environmentally friends, those type of folks, and the hemp's, and, and then the conservatives and. As a libertarian, I'm getting punched from the left and punched from the right, <laughs> trying to say, look, guys, we got to work on the self-grow, the right to self-cultivate, you know, uh-huh. not sit there and talk about what you can and cannot do with this plant. That's you know, right. you don't sit there and legislate yeah. it. Yes, I like to say you have the right to keep and bear plants. Well, we were talking about that through Penn State, and the Penn State ag guy was start saying, hey, you need to know your neighbor. You know, and my rationale is anyone that's growing for flour, F-L-O-W-R, E-R, needs to go into a greenhouse. Uh-huh. 
you know, one of the guys I was talking to earlier, he does networking of all the different cannabis organizations, the growers, the distributors, sure. the legislators, lobbyists. And I think that stuff is really necessary because otherwise you're an island. You know, you're I've been an, uh, swimming upstream for a long time because <laughs> I'm doing all that stuff and we have a kind of network, but it's not being paid as the network head or something of uh, that nature. And now what do we got? You got a thousand people around you thinking the same thing. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's great. It's great because everyone has a vested interest in seeing how this works. Uh-huh. And they've got to live and, and try. They've got to see what's working and what's not working. Agreed. Sean, any last statements to make? Come up and visit me at the Pennsylvania Farm Show. That's the first uh-huh. month in January in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. So you can actually see, taste, purchase... You know, I should have some CBD sodas, a few other things. There's a lot of things that are happening, and you Uh should see my product in food service soon at 1-800-USE-HEMP. And also your website, which you did the Eagles cheer the last time you were on the show. H-E-M-P-Z-E-L-S. Hemp (laughs) Souls! Go Eagles! (laughs) On that Oh, and this, well, never mind. (laughs) All right, never mind. All right, Sean, on that note, thanks for being on the Pennsylvania Absolutely Project. Absolutely, my pleasure. You my were the pleasure. first person to be the uh, two-time guest on the show. Congratulations. Awesome. Cool. I look forward to more of your programs. All right, thanks. Hey, Ken Krawchuk here. We're still at the Cannabis Festival in beautiful Kutztown, PA. And I'm sitting here with Jason Porter. Yes. Jason, welcome to the Pennsylvania Project. Thank you so much. It's nice to be here. Uh, it's great to be here, especially yeah. so many like-minded people. Yes, yes. It's a great environment. Great environment. I'm excited. So why are you here? I'm here. We're representing Justice Grown. Justice um, Grown? Yes. We're a medical marijuana dispensary in Dixon City in Edwardsville, and we'll be expanding to Bethlehem very shortly. Uh-huh. Dixon City's up by what? Scranton? Scranton. Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. Very excited. We just opened up there two months ago. Yeah. No. So population's growing. Patient care is getting up there as well. Uh-huh. Now, what did you say you are? You're a medical... Medical marijuana dispensary. Dispensary. So yep. you actually distribute the marijuana to the patients? Yes. Yep. Yes, we do. Where do you get your marijuana from? There's 12 right now. There's about 12 growers in Pennsylvania. Everything is grown in the state. Um, Uh So we get all of our products from them. Uh We'll actually have our own facility very shortly in Hazleton. So we'll have our own grow and our own products very shortly as well. So you're going to turn into a vertical monopoly there. Yes, yes, sir. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to help the patients from sea to sale. Uh Uh-huh. What kind of challenges do you see in setting that up? I mean, was it an easy thing to do? Um, Definitely not. A lot of regulations to pass, um, a lot of hurdles to jump through. Um, Uh We're still going through those processes um, currently as well because we're opening up in Bethlehem. So we're still going through those regulations right now as we speak. What kind of stuff? Is this just like regular business sort of things or is it? Kind of. It's a little more strict than that. Um, There's a lot of hurdles that we need to go through, especially with our facility, um, patients, things like that, um, getting everything up and running. Uh Uh-huh. Is is it specific to the cannabis or just? Um, To the facility, the cannabis, kind of all-encompassing. Uh-huh. Do you have like purity laws like the food laws yes everything has to be regulated throughout the whole um, process so everything is regulated from seed to sale so everything that's extracted is regulated so there can't be any like lead or anything like that in it Uh Um, I know there's a new epidemic about like vitamin E juice in it so everything is regulated as well wow these are things I've never heard of yeah yeah everything is very very strict so as soon as we can throw those hurdles we'll be able to kind of open up in Bethlehem (coughs) excuse me challenge being down in in two areas what what is this probably about 50 60 miles apart yeah 
Yeah, so we'll be, um, right now we are in Dixon City and in Edwardsville, which is around 20 minutes apart, and then Bethlehem, which is around a little bit longer of a uh -huh. drive. Now, what's involved in getting the, the medical marijuana card? Is that an easy thing? Um, it, a lot of people think it's a lot more extensive than it is. All you have to do is register online um, with your current ID. So you register online, go seeing any certifying physician. Um, once you get certified, you go back onto the website, pay your $50 to the state, and then your card is sent through the mail. So it's, it's an easy process. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. But you got to have one of the approved diseases. Yes. Yep. So one of the approved disease diseases. Anxiety was just approved, so we're getting a lot more patients. A lot more people are hearing about the program, so which is a great thing. Uh-huh. I don't know. Personally, I, I think the government should not be in the business of listing out these I feel things. like they should um, not be as involved as they are. Uh -huh. That's for sure. As I like to say, don't we have the right to keep and bear plants? <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> Definitely right in that aspect. Now, are you involved in any way with the legislative end of it? Do you do any lobbying or are you just um, in the biz? We, we can't, yes, we do. We do as much lobbying for the community and for the industry as we can. Uh -huh. um, whatever they allow us to do and whatever we can be present for is what we try to do. Uh -huh. Is there a lot of oversight? I mean, do they like drop by, like park um, yeah. rangers? We just had a um, inspection from the Department of Health a couple of days ago. Actually, they drop by, they make sure everything is um, up to code, things like that, and do like a walk around, um, uh -huh. kind of standard things. Yeah. So it sounds like they're treating it just like a, any other business. Yeah. Yeah. Who um, thunk it, man? <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. So uh -huh. we're, we're ever-growing. It's very exciting to be a part of the industry. Yeah, because I've been in this struggle now for almost 50 years. And to see it. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and to see what's happening today, you know. Mm -hmm. but it's look about all, time. Yeah. Look what's around us right yeah. here. It's awesome. It's awesome to see. It's very, very exciting. Helping a lot more people that were ever open to the idea. Uh -huh. so the stipulation is starting to come off, which is a great thing. Yeah. Now, what good does marijuana do for you? The cannabis or the CBD? Oh, it's, it helps with many, many sorts of things. With pain relief, it can help with your mood, um, depression, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, we're helping with all the way a variety of like Parkinson's disease, Tourette's, um, Alzheimer's, um, a wide variety of diseases. Yeah, Autism is a big one as well. We're getting um, some children on that are getting a lot of relief that you'd never see before. They're able to go out in stressful environments, go out to dinner and have more high quality of life. Um, uh -huh. It's very, very exciting to see. Is that pun intended, a high quality of life? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> no, but, but I thought traditionally that research into these things is all forbidden by law. Uh, now that um, things are becoming more out and about, the research is getting more extensive, which is even better for the industry. Uh -huh. The more research, the more knowledge that's out there, the better for us. Who's doing this research? Um, everyone ranging from certain colleges all the way to doctors in Israel. So the more extensive research that that's out there and that's able to be done, the better. Uh-huh. Finally. Yes, it's finally all here. So it, we're moving along. Things are moving in the right direction. So as long as we can keep moving, the better. Mm-hmm. Well, how about recreational? Are you in involved in that in any way? Um, not just yet. We're, so we're not recreational in PA just yet. I know Governor Wolf started doing a little bit of a push for it, which is uh, awesome. I was going to so, ask you yeah. about that. Do you believe him? Yes, I'm hoping. I'm hoping shortly. I believe within the next year or two, I'm hoping we see recreational, which is just great news for the state. Uh -huh. So we'll get a lot more taxes, um, a lot more taxes for the roads, uh -huh. schools, things like that, which is great for the community. I know. I don't know if you're aware, but I ran for governor of Pennsylvania on the libertarian uh, ticket. Yeah, he was telling me that's awesome.
awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And it was part of my platform to pardon all nonviolent drug offenders. Yes, that that is such a key thing to do. That's great to hear. And to see him steal right out of my playbook. <laughs> yeah. You know, especially yeah. after all these years. Yep. Yeah, it's great to hear you've been pushing for 50 years. I love to hear things like that. I just hope the governor isn't talking through his hat. Yeah, I, ho I hope not. I hope not. I hope that we're moving in the right direction. So he's saying the right thing, so I'm hoping. That's right. I, I hope for good things. Yeah, and you know, Years, I mean, all these years, you'd never expect to hear a high government official pardon, no. pardon the pun <laughs> yeah. again, mentioning these sorts of things. It, yeah. it made my day when I yeah. saw that. Yeah, it's great news. It's great uh -huh. news for the industry. It's great news for people. It's great uh -huh. news for everyone in, involved as well. Okay. So awesome. Jason, is there anything you want to, that we haven't talked about that you'd like to sneak in there? No, no, I think we had a good basis. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah okay. I'm excited to see where the industry grows and hopefully we can keep growing. Amen. <laughs> you got yeah. a website or something you want to send people to? Uh, yes, um, justicegrown.pa.com. Um, you can come on there, uh, visit us, see what we're about, and we hope to have many more patients uh -huh. very soon. It's justice, not G R O A N, I hope. <laughs> it has yeah. been Justice Grown. Justice Grown, yes. Uh, G R O W N. Yep. Yeah, Great. Justice grown. Well, thank you for being on yeah. the Pennsylvania Project. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks you for, for being having part me. of it, man. Thank you. Finally. I'm excited. Thank you so much. Yep. Thanks a lot. Very nice meeting you. You too. Take care. Thank you. Hey, Ken Krawchuk here, and welcome to the me portion of episode 27 of the Pennsylvania Project. Interesting setup here because we spent the day wandering around Cannabis Fest, and it was a blast. I mean, what did we learn? We learned that there were Packagers here, growers, established distributors, there are networking organizations, there's even a cannabis workers union, cannabis lobbyists. I, I really can't believe it. There's so many things that have been going down here. And by the way, you benefit from this because we talked to so many people that we had no commercials in today's episode. I guess that's a unique thing for the Pennsylvania Project. Even the first episode had commercials. There were PSAs, but that's all right. We could do that. But all the amazing things. I hope you learned stuff. I learned a lot of stuff here. I found out that how much support the cannabis industry has, that all these undisputed health benefits. And, you know, they've always said over the years that cannabis ruins you, it ruins your life. This is your brain on drugs and all those commercials that were on TV back in the days when I used to watch TV. But they found out that cannabis actually improves your quality of life, and not just medicinal cannabis, but just friendly cannabis in general. You know, it's probably been 50 years since the first time I smoked a joint. Long time. This is back in the 60s. I was in high school in the 60s, college in the early 70s. I was right there in the middle of that drug culture, and believe me, I smoked pot. And I inhaled. And I held it. But have I been caught? My life had been ruined. Back then, people were getting like 20 years in jail for being caught with a joint. Think of all the misinformation there was way back then. It's like incredible, incredible amount of misinformation. Schedule one drug. I had the Surgeon General come on saying, oh, there's no therapeutic value at all in the marijuana stuff. And I keep asking the same question. Don't we have the right to keep and bear plants? But today, just looking around here at the Cannabis Fest, you could see there are giant cracks showing in that insane war on drugs. State after state after state is now legalizing recreational cannabis. Even, <laughs> even New Jersey, which is a, a police state, if I ever heard one, 
they're, they're talking about legalizing recreational cannabis. And you heard, I was asking everybody the question today, when's going to come in Pennsylvania? And everybody's given numbers like a year, two years, three years. Man, oh man. Can you imagine that? But think of all the lives that have been ruined along the way. And even Governor Wolf is talking about it. In fact, I love it. He stole a page right out of my playbook. I already mentioned this. When I was running for governor, I was going to pardon, day one, all of nonviolent drug offenders. Pot smokers don't belong in prison. Yeah, I agree that the tie-dye brightens up the place a little bit, but they really shouldn't be there. People are asking me, aren't you, aren't you upset or insulted that the governor is taking the page literally out of your playbook by using the power of the pardon to empty the jails of all these nonviolent drug offenders? And I say, no, dude, this is a dream come true. If they would come back with all the other things we're talking about, any of the entire war on drugs, I wouldn't have to be running for office anymore. My life would be back to my own. <sighs> At least we're learning, finally, after all these years. Well, that's going to wrap it up for episode 27 of the Pennsylvania Project. What do you think about legalizing marijuana? What do you think about all these people here in the cannabis industry, burgeoning cannabis industry? If you have something to say, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us at PennsylvaniaProject.com, and you could hear us there, too, as well as on iTunes and other popular podcast providers. Today's episode is courtesy of Amendment 16 Limited, recorded, well, not recorded at the studios of WWDB Radio, but broadcasting every 10 a.m. Saturday at 8.60 a.m. in Philadelphia, and released every Tuesday as a podcast on PennsylvaniaProject.com. Our webmaster is Stephen Worley, marketing guru Condor Dragotis, featured Toastmaster narrator, no one. No cohort either. It's all Ken. Executive producer Mark Bazzacco and me, your caster, Ken Krawchuk. Thanks for joining us. And remember, more important than solving the problem correctly is to solve the correct problem.